and a Christian believer, love sits upon the throne, the throne which is erected in the inmost soul, namely love of God and love of man, which fills the whole heart and reigns without rival. These words were uttered by John Wesley in his sermon entitled On Zeal. And this is a belief that is much easier to say than to do. To allow love of God and neighbor to drive all that we do. Over everything else we seek to love. While we find ourselves living in a time and in a generation that is more connected than it has ever been, we find ourselves, according to the statistics of our mental health, feeling more isolated and alone than we have ever felt. We feel more separated from friends and family and, yes, even God and ourselves. And we find ourselves lonelier than we have ever been. And in an article that I read recently, an observer argued that all of our quote-unquote connectedness through social media, such as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever, is in fact only an unsatisfying substitute for genuine relationships. And what he, what as he, as I went on reading the article, what the author was saying was that so often we find ourselves believing that that followers and friends on Facebook. Facebook equates to relationship. And we lose the ability to engage in authentic relationship with others because we have traded it for a technological connection via social media. Now, us that find ourselves living and growing up and, and finding homes in the church, find a place of and find it as a place of community. To some extent, we may find ourselves more fortunate than others because we have engaged in in, in physical relationship with one another. In communities of faith, we find ourselves ser- find uh, the desire to serve each other as an extended family, as a support group. But, but even then, even those of us who continue to participate in the church growing up actively would have to admit that the church doesn't always do it right. And we're not always the, doing the perfect job of practicing this command of love one another as we love ourselves, of loving God. And Why? Well, for some of us, we find ourselves making excuses as to why we cannot love our neighbor. We don't think alike. We don't behave alike. We don't, we don't feel the same way about certain issues. We, we vote differently. We cheer for different teams. We look different. And ultimately, we find ourselves making excuses so that we don't have to engage in relationship because relationships are messy. Even on Facebook, even on social media, relationships can get complicated. But that's the way that life is. Life is complicated. But it can hurt to relate to another human being, to allow someone in, to be vulnerable enough to let someone in and engage in relationship. It can be frustrating and challenging to try to show love. And that's precisely why God's incredible love for us calls us to love each other. 
God's love for us calls us to enter in to a messy, complex world of flawed people living as witnesses of God's love for us and sharing it with each other. Because no excuse is good enough to tear apart the body of Christ. And so, in 1 John for, uh, chapter 4, beginning in verse 7, what we hear is this. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us this way, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and he sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this, we know that he, that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son as the Savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the Son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believe the love that God has for us. First John suggests to us that we find ourselves looking to a new source to meet our needs of love. That we find ourselves loving one another. Why? Because God is love. And God is the source of love. John points us to the ultimate demonstration of God's love through Jesus Christ. And this seems to me that most of us understand this idea, especially as we were talking about in the church. Many of us have come to the church, have come to know Jesus Christ because of the love shown to us from someone else. Because someone else was willing to engage in relationship with us, was willing to walk with us, was willing to hold our hand even when we failed to walk this journey with us. We get this. We understand it. Because someone at some point in our lives served, as the scripture would say, a living witness of God's love to us. And having received that love means that we have been given and granted the opportunity that each and every interaction that we have with someone else is an opportunity to be the one who helps them to know and believe in God's love for them. But when relationships are messy and hard, it, it becomes kind of a, a safe haven where we can where we find ourselves retreating from love. And we hide behind our walls, our walls of bitterness and hurt, fear and hate. And in so doing, we find ourselves increasing our isolation and loneliness. We find ourselves retreating behind the walls of presumptions of I know how they will react and I know what will happen if I do that. And we find ourselves isolating and separating ourselves from the world of humanity around us. 
And it's a world that is crying out for someone who cares about and loves and values them as human beings. It's crying out saying, we want to experience this love that we hear so much about in the scriptures. But we, out of fear, out of hurt, out of anger, out of resentment, out of presumption, retreat behind our own walls and barriers. And to that, I would like to share a prayer that I came across written by um, a lady named Glennon Melton in her blog called Momastery. And she says, May God bless us with a restless discomfort about easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships so that we may seek truth boldly and love deep with our hearts. May God bless us with holy anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of people so that we may tirelessly work for justice, freedom, and peace among all people. May God bless us with the gift of tears to shed with those who suffer from pain, rejection, starvation, or the loss of all that they cherish so that we may reach out our hand to comfort them and transform that pain into joy. May God bless us with enough foolishness to believe that we really can make a difference in this world so that we are able, with God's grace, to do what others claim cannot be done. Let us do for one what we wish we could do for the world. Small things today. Small things with great love. You see, because we know and believe in the love that God has for us, we are allowed and we are called to share it every time we encounter someone else. We can we can choose compassion over rejection. We can choose to be living witnesses of God's love for that person. The true witness of our faith is through the love and living in communion with God and neighbor and God's creation. That's the true witness of our faith, is how we act and interact with God God's creation. We talk a lot about God's love in church. We sing songs about it, about God's love and grace and mercy, because they're at the center of our approach to Christian faith. And the real question is whether we show love towards the people that we relate to on a daily basis, because that is the true witness of our faith how we interact with the world around us. It's not just what we proclaim to believe, but it's what we actually live out. Do we love our neighbor as an extension of ourselves due to the love of God within us? As as we are the body reunited, do we come together to a table of love and sit as the family of God? Do we love one another because love is from God? And as we love, we experience the rebirth into the kinship of God. We, we receive our invitation to the table of love that is the holy table of communion. If we desire to show the world God, then it must be done through love. So we testify to God as our Lord when we fulfill our calling and purpose to love. God's love is perfected in full effect. It is, it is put into action. It is made perfect when it is carried out through God's creation. As Christ followers and Christ's love flows from us into his world. As we live in communion 
with God and with one another. Let us welcome others to the table. The table of love. Amen. And amen.